Hello, and welcome to the Dog Hack. A podcast series where we interview dog professionals. So today we're joined by Chelsea from Majors Waggy Walks. Morning, or afternoon, Chelsea. (laughs) Hello. How are you doing? Yes, not too bad, thank you. And yourself? Yeah, not too bad, thanks. Good, good. Dogs walked, relaxed, by the fire? Yeah, <laughs> well, uh, i done agility with my Labrador this morning. Um, I'm now actually pet-sitting at my nan, so uh, she's got three dogs and they're just sort of sat watching me all led quite happily. <laughs> Your nan's got three dogs? She does, yeah, she's a bit crazy really. <laughs> She's a crazy dog lady, not a crazy yes, cat lady. Yes, exactly. She's got um, two show cockers and a cockapoo. Wow. Uh, she actually bred um, the show cockers, and my mum also has, well, it was one of the puppies. They're, they're all grown up now, but uh, yeah. <laughs> so you, you did you say your mum's got one of the puppies? Yes. So, so they mom, really are staying in the family. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, I can't remember how big the litter was. I think she possibly had around six. Um, yeah, so yeah, my nan's got kept one and has the mum, and then my mum also has one of the show cockers, and then she's also got a working cocker as well. And have you got one of the cockers? No, I've actually no. got a Labrador. <laughs> right, so it, it's just the Labrador that you've got? Yeah, yeah, just the lab, yeah. And um, what's their name? He is called Major. Um, Major's Waggy Walks. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Mum's Spaniels are called Woody and Roxy. Okay. And have you had? Have you always had dogs since you were? Yes. Um, I was born, and Mum's boxer. Well, Mum and Dad's boxer at the time was just one, so still a puppy himself. Um, which was crazy, really, thinking about it. <laughs> And what was that like growing up with the box? Because they're mad as a yes. box of snakes, aren't they? Yeah, they are. They are totally bonkers and they don't calm down with age. Um, they really are sort of a breed of themselves. Uh, but yeah, I couldn't have asked for a, really a better family dog to grow up with. Um, they're just so loyal. Yes. Yeah. And always, ex- I mean, always excited to see <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah, the first one, he used to be, um, well, a bit too clever, and he used to be able to get the front door open. So um, <laughs> when he wanted his walk time, he really wanted to go for his walk. And he just opened the door himself. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. If you weren't watching, and that would be it. He'd take himself along the the uh, road just to the park, and that was it. <laughs> so growing up, you had the boxer. Yeah. Your nan must have always had dogs if she's got three now. She, I believe, she actually bred boxers herself as well at this point. Right, okay. And then Hooch, that was our first boxer. He passed away when I was 10, so he was 11. Um, And then the house was just far too quiet. So (laughs) mum and dad decided to get another boxer. Um, And then he wasn't as long-lived, unfortunately. He passed away, I think he was just seven, really suddenly. Wow. Yeah, so that was quite um, sort of a tough time, I guess, as a family. Um, And then we decided to sort of steer away from the boxers, and that's where uh, Roxy came along. So, yeah, (laughs) I've Um, always been around dogs, yeah. 
Which one's Roxy again? Sorry, Roxy was the... So, Roxy is the show cocker, um, which my my nan came from my nan. Right. Yeah, I can't remember how old Roxy was. I think she must have been possibly just one or maybe even two when we then got Woody, um, and he is the working cocker. Right. Yeah. And how do they differ, the working of the show? Are they... wow. So, Roxy would take a sofa snuggle over a walk any day of the week. Um, She's really, really lazy. Um, And if it's raining outside, she won't even go out to the toilet. (sighs) So, um, and then Woody is just the polar opposite. He, you know, he'll get out in the garden and you've got a job getting him back in. He just wants to be outside all the time. Yes, totally, all the time. Um, yeah, I mean, he's the dog that sort of got me into my love of agility, really, because we did sort of start it with him a little bit. Um, and then when I moved out with my partner, we got major before we'd even moved furniture in, to be honest. <laughs> it was the first thing he did. <laughs> yeah, um, at the time, I I was I sort of knew the lady that was breeding them, Um and yeah, I mean, we, we. I look back on the photos of him in the bedroom and in the living room, and honestly, the TV's on the floor. <laughs> we don't, ha- yeah, we don't have any sort of chest of drawers in the bedrooms. It, it really was the dog comes first. Get the get the house, get the dog. Yeah, exactly. How old's Major now then? So he was two in June, so he's still quite young himself. Yeah. Yes. Um, but I mean, I think if I had my way when we were looking to get a dog, I probably would have taken home uh, a rescue dog for the uh, rescue shelter I worked at. Right. Yes, but my partner, um, his gramp, um, I think he always, he had a Labrador, so uh, he'd sort of had them in the family a little bit, and actually he was like, no, actually, you know, I would quite fancy a Labrador. Um, to be honest, I just took it because I was like, oh my God, he said, yes, <laughs> you know, I'll take that. Let's just get any dog. <laughs> that was going to be my next question was because it seemed to be boxers and spaniels up until yeah. then and then the switch to the lab. And yeah. I guess that answers it. It was yeah, the fella fancy choice. one. Yeah, not no. my choice. As much, as much as I love him, um, before him, I wouldn't have ever really considered having a Labrador, to be honest. No, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Bernie, <laughs> our, our dog, uh, Bernie, he's not a big fan of labs. If we see oh. one in the park, he, for some reason, do you know some dogs just don't like some breeds? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, he he's not a big fan, and oh. yeah, it's never really a curly coated retriever. Yeah, I would. I'm, I've been intrigued by, but yeah, not, you don't see those not often. Labs. No, no I mean, they're very rare, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Major's a working lab, so um, he's the crazier of the two, because you can get, uh, like, the Spaniels of show and the working, um, which I think suits me more, to be honest, because of the agility, uh, because I just love going out for walks and things. So, yeah, he's uh, definitely, you know, I wouldn't change him now, but I wouldn't have probably got, gone for him, really, initially. <laughs> no. But he's he's good at the agility, is he? Oh, he's a total beast, to be honest. Um, <laughs> he's a funny dog. He's quite picky with dogs as well. Um, which, again, I think when I say that to people, they're quite surprised because a lot of people assume labs are just these friendly. They just love everything, anyone. Um, 
But I've really sort of had the opposite with him. He was well yeah. socialised as a puppy and um, everything like that. Yeah, I'm not really sure what it was. But yeah, he can be quite picky with dogs. <laughs> yeah. You know, I've, I I get that a lot as well, where people think the, the Labradors are always sort yeah. of the most genteel of the breeds. But oh, um, yeah. I, I forgot where I seen the statistic, but in America, uh, Labradors were responsible for more dog bites than any other breed for yeah. a number of years it sort of doesn't surprise me i think um as i said like so many people just assume oh let's get a dog oh well, we've got kids we've got a family oh labrador fine but then i don't think they necessarily look in the difference um sort of of the work and in the show type and the show yeah yeah i mean I it's mean, also I've... i think you just get individuals don't you you just get yeah, some dogs do. that are more 100 yeah, percent. yeah more you know, than genetics others. Um, I think genetics has sort of a lot to do with dogs and obviously so, but you know what I mean? Um, and yeah, I mean, I guess the sort of, the little things we wouldn't ever look into might affect them sort of a lot more than we would ever sort of think, I guess. Mm. Because he was quite a sturdy puppy. Um, we used to sort of take him out with some of the rescue dogs that might, well, we didn't really know much about them, really. Um, and, you know, he was never put in a dangerous situation, but um, some of them would sort of bark at him from a distance. And I think now, maybe looking back, that's probably what has spurred it on. Um, so, yeah, I guess that's probably had a bit of an effect on him more than more than I realised. Yeah, you never know, though, do you? No, I mean, exactly. Like you said, he's, he was well socialised and stuff, oh, and sometimes yeah. it's just... Yeah. It's and like people... Gets... Yeah, exactly. Some we don't like, some you do. Yeah, that's it. Perfectly <laughs> yeah. reasonable. I mean, he gets on with uh, with my parents' dogs and my partner's parents' dogs, so that's the most you know the most important thing to me because mm. he grew up with them. So yeah, he's always been around them. Known entities. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so your agility stuff. Do you want to talk us a bit, uh, sort of specifically around what you do with the agility? Yeah, so um, I started it, uh, Major was eight months, um, and obviously it wasn't any of the jumping, it was just, we just worked really uh, quite solidly on the groundwork, so um, it just sort of created a bit more of a bond with us, um, you know, got him sort of going in circles where he needed to, um, sort of just training him where he needs to be when he's on the floor and not in the air. Um and yeah, I think that's kind of what's made him such a such a good agility dog, really, because I started him a little bit younger than most would. Um, and obviously, as I said, you physically can't throw him into the jumping because they're far too young. Um, your only other option is to work on the groundwork, which I think is really good. Yeah, the bones, especially with the bigger breeds, they're not quite yes. set yet, so they yeah. they still yeah. Definitely, I've heard that before. definitely. Yeah, it's really important not to, you know, throw them into that too young. And what made you pick, because obviously there's loads of activities you can do with your dog, what made you, what drew uh, you to agility? I'd done it with Woody a little bit before I moved out. Um, really sort of just for fun with Woody, because uh, me and my mum would sort of take it in turn. So yeah, that was just a lot of fun with him. And then... When I got him, um, because he came from working lines, they sort of said to me, are you going to sort of train him as a gun dog? And I said, well, you know, I don't, I wouldn't even know where to go with that. Um, However, you know, I have an interest in agility. uh, And they said, that is perfect. 
And then, yeah, it just sort of took off from there, really. Again, I was going to do it for a little bit of fun. Um, and, yeah, we've done a couple of competitions now, so... Wow, how did you get on? Not too bad. I mean, he's still very much a beginner, um, but he is just so crazy. When he's out there, he knows exactly what he's doing, and he's just like... It's like he's possessed. No. <laughs> um, yeah, he just sees those jumps, and he, he really throws his all at it. Um, so yeah, I think the first one, I think we were like eliminated because he took, I can't remember, he took a couple of poles and whatnot. Um, but our second one, I think that was only about a month ago. Uh, he done really well, actually. We had really, two really nice runs. Um, I think one, he came third and the other, he came fourth out of, you know, about 13 dogs. Oh, that's good. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's really happy with that. Yeah. Will, will we be seeing you at Crufts anytime soon? Oh. You think? <laughs> You know, my friend asked me only today if I'm going to do the qualifiers. Uh, no, not 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 yet. Um, I mean, that is scary, really, isn't it? Thinking about that. <laughs> <laughs> but you never know. You never know. If if majors up for it, and you know, we get there all clear, then maybe we we try. Um, but I mean, that is the dream, really. <laughs> that would be awesome to see. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. And yeah. you said when you first um, got made you, you were working at a, a rescue, a dog rescue. Yes, yeah. So um, I was there for three years before I finished. Just June, just gone to do my own business. Um, so yeah, it was. So initially, I, so going back to college, I was at college um, and I actually studied photography for two years. Um, and then I kind of was working part time in a little office and then finished there. And I thought, oh, what do you know, I need to find a job, really. Um, and I'd been following their social media, the rescue, which is Tech Hall's Animal um, Sanctuaries in Whitminster, Gloucester. Um, and they posted they had a full time job. And I thought, oh, actually, never considered it before. That would really suit me. Yeah. So, I mean, I applied and obviously experience wise, I had I had really nothing, um, but I wrote a really good cover letter just explaining, you know, I, I, what I grew up with. And um, at the time, my partner had just sorry, my partner's parents had just rehomed from there to Spaniels. <laughs> so uh, I wrote about them and, you know, I told them how how they're getting on. And yeah, um, I was invited in for an interview and I obviously got the job. So I was quite lucky. That is lucky. Yeah. With, yes, with such little experience. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I learned so much there. Well, so what sort of stuff did you learn? Um, I mean, behaviour wise, um, again, at college would have never thought about working with dogs. Um, and then when I started there, they were all super sort of, uh, into their behaviour. Um, it's funny actually, we've got a little group chat called the Dog Nerds because we're all so <laughs> always sort of <laughs> learning. Um... And yeah, so so behaviour wise, that was always really good to to cut for them to sort of train me and show me, you know, how the dog's feeling and um, you know why at the moment they might not be so happy and all the rest of that. So I love all that sort of stuff. Um, and I guess as well, so we work alongside the vet three sort of three times a week. That was always really interesting for me to sort of see their opinions on things and yeah, just l absolutely loads, but. 
I think for me, mainly the behaviour side of it was always quite fun. So you were learning not only the behaviour bit, but also from the veterinary side? Yeah, I mean, my main job in the day was um, just caring for um, the dogs. They have cats there as well. Um, They also do boarding. They're actually rescue side of it is quite small in comparison but yeah so generally we were sort of feeding them toileting them exercising training all the rest of it um and then alongside we'd always be sort of looking into the behavior stuff as well that's amazing so dream job basically you got to go to work and train and play with dogs all day yeah and cats i guess yeah exactly it was uh busy really busy you know there would be periods where uh, sort of lunch wasn't an option because you, you know you're there for the animals um, and if the day you know people come in you, you never know when people are going to come in possible adopters and you'd be chatting away to them and you know the boarding dogs coming in and out it was a really fast-paced job um, but amazing for anyone thinking about doing it. And what was it like with the adopters? So I really sort of loved um so you you obviously get your favourite rescue dogs, you know, it does happen, you've always got your preferred breed. Um, so when an adopter come through the door, they fill out uh, an initial sort of home finder. Um, and I just loved it, you know, reading through it and you just got one and you just knew there was a dog there for them. And then you sort of follow that process out, you do the meet and greets, um, all the way up to the home visit. And yeah, it's just amazing, really. So you got to go and visit the adopters and you'd be looking at their home to see if it was suitable for the dogs? Yeah, so, um, well, because of my age, it was never really me because I wasn't able to ever drive the work car. Um, Right. But I mean, I'd so, so as I said, you do get your sort of favourites. I'd come in on my days off to go with the people that could drive the vehicle um, just to be there really because like I said you know some of them you feel like you are their owner um so it was always nice to kind of go along on my day off (laughs) my only day off that week (laughs) um and yeah just just see them sort of nosy around you know work out where they're gonna sort of stay in the house what what sofa they were gonna steal (laughs) really yeah yeah so they they were literally planning that far ahead they were like this is <laughs> yeah you do see a lot of them sort of walk in and it's like they've lived there forever <laughs> yeah was it difficult because you, you, you obviously you're saying they that you're attached and you have favorites and so yeah. on if they were adopted and they were going was that something that became quite difficult yes definitely i think um well one dog that particularly stole my heart whilst I was there she was a uh, sort of American bulldog cross staffy type dog um she was there for so she came in at six months old roughly um she was found as a stray um she'd been there about six months before I started the job um I was there then for three years with her so you know she'd gone to a couple of homes and it just didn't work out and she she'd come back um and then she actually was rehomed last December right and that was you know if I wasn't uh if I got my way with the dog she would be the dog I I would own now she was just oh 
crazy, very, very naughty. Um, <laughs> but I think that's that's what drew me to her. She reminded me of me boxers, I think. Right. How was yeah. she naughty? What sort of things did oh. she used to do? Oh, I say naughty. She was just crazy, full of energy and like, um, she was almost forever that six month old puppy, I think. Um, and like, she was a real sort of just a character. She, so she had her dog friends, but she was a bit picky with dogs and, um, you know, sometimes she'd be like walking past them and she'd do this little side eye. And if you didn't catch it early, she would just launch her whole body into the air. Um, just with, with no aggression, but it was to, to people walking by, they probably thought, what is going on? Must be intimidating. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I just found her hilarious. She was such a, yeah, such a good dog. Um, but as I said, she was rehomed in December. Um, and I absolutely love the couple that she went to. I'm actually still in touch with them. I go round there for a cuppa to see her. Um, and normally, you know, they go off and you don't ever see them again. So the fact that, you know, I'm able to go round, see her, it's, it means, you know, as you can imagine, so much to me, really. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it's quite bittersweet because it's definitely great that they've got a home and they're out the kennels yeah and that that they've got that home to go to but you're then sort of not with you anymore yeah definitely definitely I mean I think aside from Mavis that was her name um I also sort of found you know I find myself getting attached to the more nervous ones um you know whether they were just so shut down from from well, God knows what, really. Sometimes it's just not worth thinking about. Um, mm. Or whether, you know, you do get the sort of nervous aggressive or, you know, where they take flight or fight mode. I, I just love sort of helping them bring themselves out of their shell and work out, you know, actually the world isn't as scary as they may think. Um, so, yeah, there was, yeah, a lot of good things in that job for me. I can imagine that's very yeah. rewarding when you do get those dogs that are... Yeah confident and then you see the confidence start to build yes definitely yeah do you have any particular ones that sort of stand out in your mind as being um you know they were they came in and they were really nervous like some any any big success stories yeah so um well actually so we had two hounds come in um and they were I believe possibly from being used um, in hunts and things. Um, right. They'd very, very obviously not been treated well at all um, from sort of physical and some serious mental scars. Um, and one of them, um, actually his name, so his name's George. When Major was a like a proper baby, he was tiny, um, they come in and terrified of people absolutely terrified um and major actually helped him come out of his shell so you put him with another dog and it was totally like he was just this brave dog you know totally not like the normal george that we'd see in his kennel you know with with the Mm. other hound um and he yeah so he was with us for quite a while i want to say it was a good year possibly a bit more um, and then we found him a really lovely home with a Dalmatian and they've got a giant garden. So, um, yeah, it, it is, like you said, it is bittersweet. But again, that was another one that I think because my dog had such a part in his sort of rehabilitation, it was mm. really nice for me to see that. 
Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. And it was, it was a they were hounds, were they? Yeah, so we think mainly foxhound. Right. Um, but I mean, oh, they're such a variety of hounds. Couldn't be too sure. <laughs> What's the most, uh, uh, I'm using the air commas here, exotic yeah. breed that you've had through the Ooh, rescue? That's really interesting. Ah. <sighs> Yeah, that's... Put you on the spot. Yeah, you have. I've not thought about this. Um... Because I, th- I think people sort of expect to see the, the stat... Every time, you know, if you go on Dogs Trust or any of these websites and yeah. you look at the dogs for rehoming, you see staffies and yeah, collies, definitely, like... definitely. All the time, but what's the... I think... Yeah. You... I mean, they're not... They're not necessarily an exotic breed, but you you do rarely see spaniels going through rescue. Yeah. Um... So that's quite a funny story that my parents ended up adopting two from Tecos. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So um, ironically, they, they dropped in just to drop off some towels. And uh, Rob, my partner's dad, he sort of said, I've got any Spaniels because they'd recently lost theirs. And at the time, we just had two bought in. Obviously, I wasn't working there. But uh, yeah, so the two were there, but they didn't go in together. One was a stray um, and one was a sign over. And yeah, so they say, yep, we've got two in. And he was like, oh. And then uh, (laughs) Helen, my partner's mum, was like, well, we can't take one. And I think it was a bit like, well, we weren't going to take any. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, they ended up um, putting the two together. Luckily, they got on super well. Um, One was a younger male and the other one was a sort of an older female. So I think it was a bit of a quite a bond in a sort of mother-son way, I guess, with the dogs. Right. Um, and, yeah, they they ended up going home with, with them. And, yeah, it's just so lovely to see them, obviously, for through being in rescue. As I said, you just don't see them often. No, you but, don't see many many Spaniels yeah. coming through rescue. When I started um, at Tecos, they told me that the male was always called Stinky Rick. And I said, you know, well, what, why is that? And actually, it's kind of sad because um, when he went in, so they're both uh, liver and white, um, Rick was actually sort of stained yellow through, like, his own urine. Oh. Um, yeah, so it was quite sad. And they said, we honestly, they bathed him. I think they told me it was up to sort of three, four times. And there was just, they just couldn't, they just could not get it off him. Bless. Um, but, I mean, he, he, you wouldn't even know he was a rescue. He's totally full of life now and he was super young when he went in anyway so so yeah he's he's a crazy spaniel just as they all are really (laughs) yes full of energy i would i would imagine yes yes and at some point during that you've you've gone and set up your own business yeah so um as i said uh we rehomed mavis in the december I just felt like that would be my biggest ever achievement at the the centre. And obviously there was always going to be those types of dogs and those types of breeds coming in. But I think our bond was just, you know, it was crazy. And I think rehoming her, that was my just my biggest achievement. And I thought, actually, do you know what? Because by this point I'd been walking for a local dog walker for about a year, just sort of on, on my days off here and there. Um, and... I don't know what it was that just sort of made me go, actually, that's something I'd really like to do. I think maybe, yeah, doing it for for Laura. um, 
I did just really enjoy it and I thought well yeah let's just give it a go um so I finished Tecos in June just gone um and yeah just I've I've only been going five months so it is still very early but yeah it's going well so it's going well so far so far yeah (laughs) I mean I am still very quiet um but I'm just trying to still enjoy those quieter periods because I know it won't last <laughs> for very long. No. So yeah. you you were working for another dog walker. Yeah, so it was it was quite rare, but it would just be the odd day off um, here and there. I'd go, I'd travel to her, um, and I'd be sort of in the van with, with her all day, and we'd do sort of three three big group walks together, and that, that was it. And you thought, I can do this myself. I'm going to yeah. go and set up the the business. <laughs> yes, yeah. And how yeah. how did you go about doing that? Um, totally a leap of faith, really. So <laughs> looking back on it, I think I should have probably planned a little bit better. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I've I'm back at Teckles now, so I, I'm working back at Teckles in the evenings. Um, which is just 4 till 7pm, um, Sunday through to Thursday. Um, right. And, yeah, so my business in the day, it is still, as I said, it is still quiet, but um, generally looking at my average day, I've sort of got a solo walk, a group walk. So, it, yeah, it's, it's still quite quiet, but um, my group walks at the moment maximum is two dogs. Um so yeah, it is still quiet, but it is picking up at the same time. Okay. So you were saying you might have planned it better. What do you think you'd have done differently? Um, I maybe would have liked to have saved a little bit more money before I just decided to <laughs> to do it. To give up the income. Yeah. This is, I mean, I am quite, a, I'm just a bit too spontaneous sometimes. And when I get something in my head, I'm like, let's just do it. Let's just do it. Um, so, yeah, I think maybe if I was a bit more sensible, I would have saved a bit more money. Um, and I maybe would have looked at finding a part-time job before leaving my full-time job. Right. Um, however, I say that, I'm really happy to be back at Tekel. So I kind of like the way that that worked out, really. It's worked out perfectly from the sounds of it. Yeah, yeah. Fact, you've got your own business. You still get to do what you were doing. The hours yeah. sort of mesh seemingly yeah. really yes. well. Yeah, they do. Yeah. And you were saying at the moment you do a two dog maximum on the walk. Um, I mean, not Is that personally, just, just because not yeah, that's, that's all I've really got at the moment. Um, and yeah, I've got a couple of solo dogs as well. Um, the ones that sort of just aren't particularly happier you know, around other dogs, so they go on their own with me. Um, or, you know, ones that sort of need a bit of extra training around dogs, just things like that, so, yeah. Um, what does, so what does a typical day look like for you currently? So I used today, for, you know, as an example, um, I took Major to Agility in the morning. Um, I mean, that's not an everyday thing, that is. <laughs> you know, just I, I sort of try and book in two one-to-ones a month. Um, but generally I'll sort of get up and then I'll go out and do, um, a solo walk initially. Um, and then I'll go and do a little group walk. Um, and then I do occasional pet pop-ins as well. So then I might go off and do a half an hour pop-in. 
and then I'll just sort of be back home, quickly eat some lunch, walk major, and then off to Teckles, really. And does Major go with you to Teckles? Um, well, so when I was there full time, he did, because um, I was there from seven till sort of half four, so I couldn't yeah. leave him at home. So yeah, he'd come with me then, but now he's getting a lot more in the daytime. I'll just leave him at home because my partner arrives home at around five. Right. So so it's working really nicely around him, actually. <laughs> yeah, so the timings, I think, couldn't have worked any better for you, really, could they? Yeah. I mean, I know most dog walkers take their dog with them, which would be amazing. But obviously, with Major not sort of getting on with some dogs, I, I obviously wouldn't risk it. So he's happy no. at home anyway. Um, yeah, he's definitely happier at home, yeah. <laughs> And do you have like a little van and you go around and you you pick them up door to door or do people come yeah. bring them to yeah. you? No, so I've got um yeah, I've got a little well, it's a little car really, but it's like the car version of a van. Right. Um and I've got just three crates in there and I'll pick them all up and then we'll go to a nice sort of rural location and we go for a little well, an hour's walk, so uh a big walk really and then yeah they all go back in the van I try and clean them as best as I can at the moment it's proven <laughs> a little bit more difficult um, so it's a full service then it's not just the walk <laughs> it's you, you tidy them up before they go back in yeah well I mean I kind of have to because I oh especially the spaniels they just pick it up all up their legs they look like they're wearing sort of muddy trousers um <laughs> after most walks <laughs> But yeah, they are. They do get particularly filthy spaniels with yes. the feathering at the bottom. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And what sort of, in terms of breeds, what sort of breeds is it that you're that you've got on the books at the moment? So I've got a boxer, um, which was really kind of crazy because he was actually one of my first customers, um, which was obviously very nice for me. So he's a solo walk. Um, and yeah, obviously, I just love being back around the boxers. Um, I've got two lurchers. Um, one of them was actually from Teckle, so I knew him when he was there. Oh, really? Um, so yes, again, it's really nice to walk him. And he's a solo walk. Um, and I'm sort of helping him feel a little bit more happier around other dogs because he can be a bit anxious. Um, and that's going really well, actually. Um and I've got what else have I got? A spaniel and a Springer Cross Labrador. Just trying to work out, just checking I haven't missed anyone. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so oh yes, I have missed someone. I've got a Labrador um called Oscar. He's oh just like your typical Labrador. So he's really playful, crazy. Yeah. Um, bonkers. If we see another dog, he would probably run up to them if I didn't have a pocket full of yummy treats. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, typical Labrador with his food, I think. Oh, hungry, is he? <laughs> yeah. Nah, he's really good, actually. You know, when we see another dog, I sort of call him back and he'll smell that food and then I know he won't sort of go bombing off, which is really nice. Um, That's good. Yeah, which is a thing I think I didn't think about so much again, sort of planning. Um, dogs with recall, because obviously my lab doesn't particularly like other dogs. So 
when I'm walking him, I, I obviously appreciate people sort of having their dogs under control. Um, mm. So then when I'm taking on sort of big, well, not big groups, but groups of dogs that don't necessarily know each other. And obviously they'll all excite each other and wind each other up. Um, that's another thing I've had to sort of train a little bit of recall with my dogs. <laughs> and I would imagine as well that the owners have trained their dogs to a particular kind of recall like different yeah. commands or whistles or whatever yeah exactly so I um I'm trying to get in the habit of actually remembering to take it with me would be sort of a start but I, I do try and take a whistle with me um because I think when you're sort of stood in the field and you need to get two to three dogs back at once calling all of their names it can be quite a drag yeah um whereas even dogs that sort of haven't necessarily been whistle trained I think they hear that and they're so intrigued they sort of run to the noise anyway um, which is obviously very good for me. Yeah. And I would imagine you walk them so many times that actually you can probably, I mean, dogs are quite good at generalizing, aren't they? So if you generalize it that when they're walking with you, you have a particular recall and they come back. Yes. That doesn't impact necessarily the owner's own recall. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think mm. so long as they're coming back and they're getting some type of reward um yes. you know mainly i've got biscuits because obviously p- playing with two to three dogs at once would be quite hard work so yeah normally <laughs> normally they all get a little biscuit each um i think yeah i i guess like you said if the owner's using a different cue i guess as long as they're coming back and getting a reward it sort of just sort of works together doesn't it yeah yeah what would you say the biggest challenge of setting up the business has been so far? Oh, um, I think trying to stay positive sometimes, I think, um, I guess a bit of a challenge, really. You know, you see so many other sort of walkers around you doing really well. And, you know, I've had some, some ups and some downs, you know, clients that have, I've taken on that have been maybe a bit too far out of my area and then we've had to sort of come to the conclusion that actually it's probably best if I don't walk their dogs, things like that. And mm. you can kind of become a little bit disheartened by it. Um, but I think, yes, maybe staying positive can can be a bit of a challenge sometimes, but generally I'm, I'm always very happy on my walks and things. Um, I think one of the saddest things about starting my business was selling my old car because I had a really <laughs> nice car. It's, um, and then, yeah, I had to sell it, obviously, to get my business car, um, which I wouldn't ever own generally. <laughs> no, not it's not your no. style of car. <laughs> no, no. Um, it's, a, it's a Peugeot Bipper TP. Oh, really? Yeah, right. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, it's like so, the Bilingo, the Citroen Bilingo, yeah, it's similar yeah, to that, isn't it? Yeah, it's the car version, um, and before that I had a really nice new Fiesta ST. Oh, that's a, like a sporty one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, to be honest, sticking my dog in that wasn't ever a great idea anyway, so I... <laughs> Not with a lab as well, because <laughs> exactly. they're big, aren't they? Yeah, this giant muddy Labrador in the back of my little sporty kite. It didn't really look right anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. But if you love the car, you love the car. This is it. Yeah. And I think, actually, and maybe a little challenge in the grand scheme of things was was working out what to call myself. 
Yes, branding. Yeah. It's an important one. And colours and all the rest of it. Yeah, I was I was going to ask you how you did how how did you sort of develop the name and the 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 logo and I, yeah. I do you have the branding on the van and stuff? Um, I don't have it signed. No, I don't actually. But I've got my flyers sort of sellotaped up because I've got windows all around it. Yes. Um, obviously, funding is still sort of low, so I'm trying to sort of do the best with what I've got. Um, but I think that's working anyway. But yeah, no. So so the name. Um, Obviously, you can imagine there's a lot of things people are called. It's, it's kind of easy, isn't it? You know, you could use the word lead, walk, walkies, all the rest of it. Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, there is so many out there. How do I, how can I be different? Um, and actually, it's quite funny thinking about me and my partner. Were, I was actually stood at the top of the stairs. He was down the bottom. Um, and he was sort of shouting things up to me and I was shouting down to him. And we realised that what we were shouting was my dog's name and the the W word. Right. <laughs> so Major is bombing up and down the stairs like, yeah, let's go for a walk. <laughs> Without us realising what we were saying. Right. Um, so it's quite funny thinking about it. And yeah, that's where it came from. I wanted to use him. Um, and then obviously I needed I needed an obvious, you know, walk is pretty obvious. Yes. So yeah, that's where it came from, really. And do you have a website and stuff? How difficult was it setting up social media, web, um, etc.? Do you know what? The website, it is really rubbish, actually. <laughs> I've tried to do it all myself, and I'm not going to lie, it's confused me. So if anyone listening, you know, knows, if anyone can fix, you know, help me fix it, that would be great. But yeah, <laughs> it is, I believe, it's www.majorswaggywalks.co.uk. Um but yeah, as I said, it is really basic. My main sort of social media that I'm I'm good at is Facebook and Instagram. Right. Um, yeah. So my Facebook is Major Swaggy Walks, and the Instagram is also Major Swaggy Walks. Okay. Yeah. And in terms of when you've been getting the new clients in, have they tended yeah. to come from? social media from the web or has a lot of it come yeah. from referrals is it the tackles sort of links that they're coming um, from yeah i mean i think facebook's definitely been been uh the biggest sort of platform for for customers um and word of mouth actually so i'm i'm actually i'm really lucky where i live because all the dog walkers support each other and you know there's forums for us all um and people will you know they'll be posting oh I, this is a bit too out of my area can anyone on here cover um so yeah it is mainly facebook to be honest i think that sounds really collaborative yeah it is it, yeah it's, we're lucky really where we are yeah because you definitely oh, I, I could it often I, I could I could equally envisage, you know, uh, like a West Side Story version of dog walkers where they're, you know, this is my patch, <laughs> yeah. you stay away from my corner yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but uh, no, it's good. So you've got like a like a WhatsApp group and stuff and you, you help each other yeah, out. Yeah, it's and a, refer. a Facebook page, yeah. Um, and there's always people commenting on there and whatnot. And as I said, the lady I walk for in Stroud, so she's uh, Bow Wells of Stroud. Um, she gave me um, my 
Springer uh, Labrador cross, um, he's called Bosley. Um, he moved out of her area after, you know, years of walking with, with them and she knew that I'd walked him and I, I love him through walking with her. So actually he moved into my area and it was sort of a no brainer. So that was really lovely because, you know, he's, I, I have him three days a week, so I, I get to see him quite often and he's definitely a, a character. Yeah, that's yeah. worked out well then. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> And what about future plans? What's the ambition? Oh, do you know what? I was trying to... Th- I've been really thinking about this one. And my problem is, I love a bit of everything too much. So, <laughs> obviously, I've done photography at college. Um, and I do love doing the dog photography. But I just... It, it, it's a definite hobby. Um, and I, I'll sort of get a bit lazy with it. But then I'll get my camera out again. And I'm like... Oh, why do I always do this? Because I love it so much. Um, but obviously, as I said, the train inside of it as well. I love that. I would definitely love to do a couple of courses, maybe. Um, yeah, I think mainly those two, I guess. And obviously, I'm hoping to get a couple more groups together because they're super fun to see all the dogs all running around together and, and playing. Yeah. So it sounds like a bit of a... Jack of all trades kind yeah, of thing with a bit of yeah. pet behaviour, a bit of walking. Yeah, it would be nice. Definitely would be nice. Awesome. So we're coming towards the end of the um, podcast and we always ask our guests um, what they would do if they were Prime Minister uh, that's, yeah. that's dog related. So it's the first one is what you would make mandatory and then the second one, what would you outlaw? Okay. So, I, there is so much. I think everyone says this, don't they? (laughs) We've had a few along similar lines, yes. There is so many, yeah. So I did try and think about something that hasn't been mentioned. Um, And I think one thing that I would make mandatory would be possibly that breeders and sort of rehoming centres educate the buyers more on, you know, just generally how to care for their dog and what the best things are to buy for them, just things like that. So uh, one of the things I find quite common people don't know is um, exercising puppies. So there's a general rule. It's called um, the five-minute-per-month rule. Yes, we follow Um, that. Yeah, So, but but then I'll speak to some people that have puppies and they're just sort of, be wandering around I you know I see them and they'll be walking their dog round and round and round I'm thinking that's you know definitely too young to be out for this long and yeah. it can you know it, it can really affect their their growth so I think yeah so just generally maybe breeders and rehoming centres should be a bit more honest with their buyers um as I said about growth maybe a bit of nutrition um and as well with breeders mainly i guess <clears throat> you know if someone that works maybe full time comes along for a work and breed i wouldn't personally put the two and two together really yeah. so i think maybe maybe for breeders just be a bit more honest and say actually no i don't want to sell you a dog um it's not to say that they shouldn't you know own a dog or or whatnot but there's probably better breeds for them yeah i I've actually found the majority of breeders that I've mes- met, I may have just been lucky, um, in all honesty, but 
they are exactly like that. They will only let the puppies go once oh, they're happy that you are going to give them a suitable yeah. uh, environment. I, mean, I was lucky with mine too, because obviously she asked me a couple of questions, especially with, with being a working breed. Um, but mainly I think I've seen it through um, working in boarding. I've seen sort of dogs come in and then, you know, their their owners have said something that has sort of alerted me and I think, oh, actually, maybe, you know, you need a bit of education. That's the main thing. Mm. Um, and I think, yeah, people will just go, let's go get a dog. And it, it can be a bit too easy for people. Yes. So, yeah, that's yeah. another common theme that we've had and other people that we've had on have suggested that you have some kind of exam like you would with a driving test yeah. that shows that you've like understood... That. Yeah, I do really like that. Yeah, I think that's a good one as well. Yeah, and I think through, as, as I was saying earlier, speaking to adopters, um, actually, if you sit down and speak to them and, and actually make them sort of understand why, uh, like, Teckles would have maybe a dog that would suit them more than what they've come in for, they do actually understand, and sometimes they almost sort of open their eyes and sort of wish that they were that open-minded when they initially came came in if that mm. makes sense <laughs> yeah you know we're not just trying to sell sell a dog to someone that they you know they come in and they'd sort of go oh I, d- I wouldn't want this dog and that's the dog you bring out I think it is just generally talking to them and understanding why they might, might you know may not go for a, a breed of that of that type and chatting to but- them and then getting them to meet them most often when I've spoken to people about people who are sort of thinking about getting a dog, I've found that they have an idea of the breed that they want and an unusual amount of the time it is based on the looks yes. or based on what they th- what definitely. they think yeah, definitely. rather than trying to match the breed... Yeah. To their lifestyle. To their lifestyle, definitely. Yeah. And I think that works the other way around too. Um, and again, you saying that sort of rescue centres are stuck with the staffies. We'd hear it so many times. People come in and go, oh yeah, you know, I really want a dog, but I do not like staffies. And I'd always yeah. ask them why. Why is that? Oh, we, you know, they, they look scary and you see them on social media and, you know, last week this one bit this person. But yeah. you, you never see about the other dogs that have actually been a bit naughty. No. Um, and I would always sort of say, well, I'd, I'd really love for you to meet, to actually meet, even if you don't want to go ahead. Um, I'd always try my luck a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just and meet said, this dog- one. He's yeah. really amazing. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, we'll see what you think. <laughs> exactly, yeah. 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 Yeah, okay. And what would you outlaw? Has to be the Dangerous Dogs Act. 100%. Right. 100%. You'd just repeal it? Oh, get rid. Put it in the bin. I hate it. <laughs> what specific... Because we've had this conversation before. What specific, Just for people who aren't that yeah. familiar with it, what specifically... Uh, do you find is is wrong with it it's so based on looks um and it's just so wrong um obviously working in rescue we'd get strays in and the law is they have you know if they've got no owner they have to be sort of assessed if they look in any particular way that way if that makes sense right so you know seeing luckily none of them ever were um, typed um, 
thank god because again the attachment by that point is just there and i think if it ever did i'd just be like i own him i own her that's that um (laughs) but no i think yeah it is just based on totally looks and oh i just i just hate it so much okay it's just so wrong yeah (laughs) repeal it there you go yeah yeah definitely that would be the first thing you'd do yes awesome um well, normally at this point, I'd ask how people can get a hold of you, but I think we've already been through the social media and, and website stuff. Yes. Are there any other ways, if somebody wanted to, um, if somebody's listening and, and wants your services as a dog walker or just wants to have a chat about how you set the business up? Yeah, I mean, I think the best way for me is definitely straight to Facebook. Um, I've got, you know, I get the notifications straight through. As I said, my website is a little bit... not the best I really need to look into getting sorted (laughs) um but it is there and there is contact details through my website um but I guess as well if you wanted to sort of have a look at the charity I work for that's Teckles Animal Sanctuaries and they are on Facebook um they have a website as well and you can see the dogs that they've got in in and cats for rehoming um and if you want to you can have a look at my own dog's Instagram (laughs) which is Um, major underscore uh, storm. Major underscore storm. Yes. And that's Major's <laughs> own personal that account. Is his own personal account. Yeah. <laughs> what sort of stuff do you post on there? Just handsome pictures uh, of him. Yeah, exactly. My my most recent is a little Halloween edit I done of him with some devil horns on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then yeah, just. Him looking handsome, like you said, playing with toys that we like. Um, I've got some stories on there for, for a bit of training, uh, homemade biscuits that I, I make. So, yeah, there's there's a lot. But mainly it's just for me to look at and just uh, sort of go back and think, oh, look at him there when he was like that or, you yeah. know as a puppy or, God, I can't believe he used to be that bad at agility. <laughs> uh. No, but yeah. Cool. Well, thank you very much for coming on the show. That was really good to hear about the business. Uh, And we'll speak to you soon, hopefully. Amazing. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye. Bye.